What a year of sport it's been, whether it was the AFL, NRL, EPL, whether it was the A-League, Super Netball, the NBL, uh, obviously just finished the World Cup. It's been an amazing year of sport. And uh, we'll have a look at a few of those highlights throughout the year and see where we went absolutely wrong. This is the Love Sport Podcast. I'm Paul, the host. Not joined by any of my uh, fellow hosts at the moment. It is Christmas Eve, but we will be doing podcasts over the Christmas period as well. We'll start off with the AFL and the grand final. Uh, quite rightly, quite well won uh, in the end by a brilliant Geelong team. They beat the Sydney Swans. It was never a contest. Uh, it was over a quarter time, 6-5, uh, 41 to one goal. And from then on, it was basically a procession. There was a little bit of a glimmer at halftime when uh, the Swans um, kicked 3-2. Uh, but, you know, even then, John kicked 3-3. So at halftime, they were down by 36 points. Uh, went on to be an absolute slaughter from there. Really great year for Geelong. Um, and you, know, you, you only had to look um, at, at the end of the year, you only had to look at the ladder, and Geelong were on top. Melbourne, for large parts of the year, had a massive uh, winning streak going. Uh, looked really good at the start, but then once teams started figuring them out, they end up 16 and 6 for the year, equal with the Swans and Collingwood, who got into the top four, winning more close games than anyone can remember. Frio in a fifth, they hosted the Bulldogs in the Brisbane Lions and Richmond in sixth and seventh. Um, Lions fell off a little bit towards the end of the year as well, unfortunately for them. Carlton, who'd been up in the top eight all year, missed out on the end in percentage by 0.6. The doggies snuck into their spot. Uh, Patrick Cripps winning the Brownlow medals for Carlton. You could say they had a great year, but in the end, they missed the finals. And everyone's saying they will finish, you know, top four next year's a year. Nothing, nothing is certain in football. North Melbourne finishing with a wooden spoon on percentage behind the West Coast Eagles um, and uh, Horn Francis leaving them. And I think that's actually a good thing. He never looked like he wanted to be there. And if you've got someone at your club uh, who doesn't want to be there, then, you know, good riddance. Suns, again, had a number of chances throughout the year to get into the finals. People saying Port were disappointing, but look, Port... You know, they don't have a functioning forward line. Saints started off really well and fell off. Some improvement from teams like Hawthorne and Adelaide. Disappointing season again for Eston, who looked like they had progressed the season before. So if you want to look at disappointing teams, people will say Port Adelaide, um, Suns, uh, Essendon. But for me, you know, realistically, it had to be Essendon and St Kilda. St Kilda with a really good list. Um, and now with some injuries as well to uh, their key forward in King. It's going to be a hard 2023. An unbelievable year for Collingwood in terms of those close wins. Freer look like they are definitely a team on the rise. Um, Brisbane had their chance to finish top four, missed out on uh, uh, by a game and, and just blew some chances as, as the year went on. But, you know, look, brilliant, brilliant year for Geelong. Um, and, you know, a lot of people saying... Dangerfield deserved to win a grand final. I don't know if anyone actually deserves to win a grand final, but they had a magnificent year. And that forward line, uh, led by Hawkins, just and just looks so dangerous. They've got three or four options up there. So well done to the Cats, who will take on Collingwood on Friday the 17th of March in the first game of the year. So great, great year of AFL. Um, and, yeah, we'll go from there. So Jeremy Cameron winning... Um, the goal kicking ahead of uh, Tommy Lynch. So, you know, you got 
Hawkins and Cameron and guys like that, you're just in for a really good season. So that was the AFL in the smallest wrap that you could ever imagine. We uh, had the NRL season one and done, and the team that most people predicted to win the grand final did, in fact, go on and win it. The Sharkies uh, in the regular season uh, winning 20, only losing four. Um, their point differential, absolutely unbelievable, 306 points differential. So over 24 games, you know, you're looking at that being, you know, 20, 20 to 25 point differential every single game. Sharks and Cowboys had a really great season. Uh, Storm, you know, and the Roosters, people could say were disappointing, but Broncos off to a fantastic start for the year, and so were the Eagles. And the Eagles had, the Seagulls, as we know, had a number of issues in-house that seemed to cost them their season. Broncos off to that great start, got their fans' hopes again. Uh, if there's a team that could be compared in the NFL, you would say, uh, in, in a similar vein, you've got the Dallas Cowboys and Brisbane Broncos. So... Um, just a team that just doesn't seem to get it right and one of the biggest followed teams uh, in rugby league there. West Tigers uh, finishing bottom of the ladder and then having some really weird kind of coaching connotations with Benji Marshall getting a five-year deal, two years potentially where he'll be the assistant and then stepping up to be coach. I just, I don't know, maybe I'm just old school. I just find that really weird. Um, but nevertheless, it was just a, a magnificent season for uh, Penrith. You know, a few things have happened off-field since then where you'd say, well, just a second, uh, what is actually going on? But um, look, they, they look like they could challenge again. But just a magnificent year um, for Penrith and just one of those teams that if you don't like them, um, you can still absolutely enjoy it. You could probably hear one of my new puppies mucking around with a bucket out the back. Um, Yep, he's right into it. He's, he's chewing on everything at the moment. So we've now got three puppies in the house and that's all sorts of conundrums there. Uh, so with the EPL, we are still um, partway through the new season. Um, and, you know, it's just about to ramp up over Christmas. Um, obviously, traditional Boxing Day games and everything there. Um, we, we have... Um, Brentford kicking off against Tottenham as the first game of the round. Uh, it's it's going to be a just such a busy period of time, and a lot of players returning, probably having a little bit of a rest, but a lot of players returning um, from the World Cup. Uh, my own team, Aston Villa, has their keepers sitting out the first game. Unfortunately, it's against Liverpool. Our replacement, Olsen, not very keen on. Um, but we have a World Cup winning. Um, Keeper, so it's very, very exciting to be a Villa fan in that regard. So as we head into the congested fixtures, we have Arsenal on top, incredibly on top by five points against Man City, um, just having a brilliant season. And Newcastle in third on 30 points. Um, Newcastle and Tottenham have played a game more um, than United uh, and Liverpool, so it's one of those weird kind of fixturing. Uh, situations, but let's have a look. We have Brentford taking on Tottenham. Um, Tottenham with the um, disappointment of Harry Kane's missed penalty in the game against Ar Argentina there as well. Uh, sorry, against France. I don't know why I said Argentina. Maybe it's the whole England-Argentina thing. Um, Brentford at home will be hard to beat, but I think Tottenham will get up there. Everton taking on Wolves, two, game, uh, two teams that um, will be really looking to get off to a quick... Um, Christmas starts, so they start on Tuesday morning. Um, 
look, I think that Wolves might sneak a win there. Southampton taking on Brighton. Brighton, not the same team. Southampton struggling, going to go a draw. Crystal Palace, uh, Crystal Palace taking on Fulham. I will take Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. Gwester taking on Newcastle. Newcastle in fabulous form. I think they'll put Wester to the sword. Villa taking on Liverpool in the 3.30am, um, just depending on where you are in the country. Kickoff, I am a Villa man with Olsen in goal. I am scared. I think Liverpool 2-0, unfortunately, for me. And Arsenal taking on West Ham. Uh, Arsenal to continue their winning form and start to put a bit of pressure uh, there. Because, you know, by that point, they could be eight points clear. Their Wednesday morning game, Chelsea taking on Bournemouth. Chelsea will win that. United taking on Forest. As much as Forest will put up a fight, I think United will win that. Leeds taking on City. A tough game for City. Leeds will be super primed. Um, City having players returning from the World Cup. So, oh, look, I'm going to tip a upset there. Leeds to beat City and Arsenal to be eight points clear uh, going into the new year. We then have on the next Saturday, we'll have a look at that a little bit later on, but next Saturday we have West Ham taking on Brentford, so uh, Liverpool taking on Wester and Wolves taking on Man United, so we'll have a look at those a bit later in the week. It's just been um, a really, really interesting and weird um, break with the World Cup. But, you know, team, you know, competitions like the Bundesliga generally do have a Christmas break or a, a winter break, so, you know, for them it wouldn't have been such a strange thing, but it's going to be really... I honestly kind of find it intriguing to see how teams do come back from the World Cup or having that extended break as well. Um, so, yeah, look, it's if Man City go eight points clear, then obviously the pressure will start them out. And at one stage, we're going to have to say that, that Arsenal are going to be a chance to win this title. Um, just with the rustling in the background, it's our 11-week-old puppy. We're still trying to name him. I'd love to go to a fo- for a football name, but I'm certain that I, I won't get that. Um, the kids uh, and my partner will, will definitely change that. So we had the 2022 Melbourne Cup as well. Um, and that was um, a really good race. A 21 to, uh, or a 20 to one winner, uh, written, uh, written by Mark Zara. Um, it was gold trip and, you know, never looked like losing down the straight. So trained by Karen Ma and David Eustace, the combination there with Mark Zara. So gold trip winning the Melbourne Cup as well. Um, the tennis world, you know, we still had some ramifications or leftovers um, from uh, COVID, which, you know, COVID will kick back, but it's um, it, it still caused issue uh, issues with um people like Djokovic and stuff like that as well. Um, not being able to travel to certain countries, including Australian Open. Um, it, it, it's just going to be another thing where we just cannot wait um, for people to, to come back and, um, yeah, just see how that's actually going to win. But let's have a look at who won um, the tournaments this year. Um, so in the US Open, in the men's, uh, Alcaraz, Carlos Alcaraz, um, beating Casper uh, which was a... I don't think anyone could have picked that at all. Um, Wimbledon, Djokovic beating Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios starting to show some real good form there. The French Open, no surprise to see Rafael Nadal beat Casper who's having a, a two runners up in the air. 
uh, and the Australian Open, Rafael Nadal beating Daniel Medvedev. So a great season for the men there. For the women, um, we had in the US Open, we had uh, Sratik beating Yerba, uh, Wimbledon, um, Rabinkia beating Yerba again. So we've had two people that have um, unfortunately um, been runners-up in two tournaments. I mean, you'd love to get the prize money. French Open, uh, Swatek beating uh, Coco Goff. Um, and our own retired Ash Barty at the start of 2022, winning uh, against Danielle Collins. So the Grand Slams will go down in the record books and Ash Barty goes out on her terms uh, as a winner there as well. Um, we will be covering more. This was just a really quick podcast to catch up a little bit there. Um, we obviously um, have so much sport on, so it's going to be unreal. We'll cover some uh, NFL, some NBA, some Premier League. We'll look at anything else happening in the rugby league world at the moment. Um, they have announced, or the NRL announced, um, record-breaking um, increases for the men and women's um, uh, salary caps. And, of course, in classic Australian sporting context, they never uh, or never consulted. It was never finalised with the Players Association as well. So that's caused some consternation. Even though there's been a massive rise in the women's game, there's also, um, you know, they've put that into context that it's really still not allowing the women um, to play. In the AFL, they continue to have the saga and the fallout um, from the Hawthorne years. So that's still going to be ongoing in the background. And the CEO who won't go away, um, Gil McLaughlin, when is he going to stay? Will he probably stay um, until the uh, Olympics? You never know with, with him, even though he's let to go. Sister Life Sport Podcast, get us on Twitter and Facebook. Get me at Paul underscore football. And we'll speak to you over the next few days.